Good morning and welcome to another episode of Speaking Life with Dr. Sabrina. I am your host, Dr. Sabrina, the people expert. I help people with people, even if that person is themselves, because I say it here all the time. We think it's somebody else with the problem and it's really us standing in the need of some help. And so I do that in a myriad of ways. I am a clinical therapist by trade. I am a life coach, a business coach, a speaker's coach. Oh, I can coach you in your relationships. Oh, I just be coaching the people. But I'm also an author. I'm a TV radio personality. I am a movie star. I'm going to just call myself a movie star. I've been in eight movies, some documentaries as well as some comedy and some drama. And um, what I'm excited about is that I get to um, generally play myself. I get to be Dr. Sabrina in the movies that I've been in. And what's coming up and on tap for 2023 is that I am in a sketch comedy show. There was a character created for me called Dr. Hershey. And Dr. Hershey is a therapist, but she's the one with all the knowledge, all the wisdom, and all this dripping chocolate. Because you know what I tell the men, you can't handle all this chocolate. I'll put you in a diabetic coma. What? I'm just saying. So, you know, right here on Speaking Life, every week we seek to educate, to inform, to inspire, to uplift because the word tells us, and you know, I'm a Bible girl, so I believe, you know, I, I know the Bible. And so the Bible does say that life and death uh, are in the power of your own tongue. It's what you say. So if everything you say had happened, what would you say? Would you change what you say? And so when we're here, we get to talk to some incredible people. I am so fortunate that I know incredible, awesome people, people that's walking the planet doing incredible things. And today is no different. Today I have a young sister who is from Detroit. She comes from a very well-known family. We'll talk about a little bit about that. But she is carving out her own way, and she's carving out her own path. And so I am excited to talk to her about, one, what got her initiated on this path, especially coming from the path that she was on. And so sometimes our families and the places and spaces that we grew up we tend to try and make those people happy and then our internal ain't happy. And so I believe this young sister is busy doing what is inside of her. And she's a poet. She has music coming. She is just a force to be reckoned with. And I have none other than Miss Jubilee Jackson. Woo, woo. Hey, you hey, know, I love that hey. last name. Jackson. <laughs> Because that's my last name. But hey, hey Jubilee. <laughs> Peace, Dr. Sabrina. Peace. And so, okay, we just we just have to go here. Let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's just jump right in. Cut the fluff. Let's get it. You were raised mm -hmm. in a major, mega church right here in Detroit. I was. Yeah, yes. you were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you were. And so being raised in that type of environment... What 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 was that experience like growing up for you? Holy, holy, righteous, holiness or hell—that's what they tell you. Holiness 
or hell. And so two options. Those were the only options. No in between. No there was no in between. Hot or cold. Hot or cold. And so, what was it that caused you to decide that some other path was a better path for you? I don't see it as another path. I see okay. it as one. Okay. I see that it's all connected because, you know, like my my heart has always been pure with like just connecting with the most high. So like I had to trust like when I started to question certain things, I was led to question certain things. And I, it was kind of scary at first because, you know, we're told not to question. But there's a reason why we're told not to question because I feel like it definitely causes some type of difference within um, just like what you're brought up in. So, like, I was I was raised by uh, <laughs> Apostle Wayne T. Jackson and Dr. Beverly Y. Jackson of Great Faith Ministries International. Awesome people. Amazing church. But um, it was, you know, like, it was kind of scary. Like, I didn't want to disappoint my family. Yes. Right? That's good. But I can't please people. I had to please God and what my path is. And so when I really started questioning things, because it didn't just happen overnight. Like, a lot of people, I feel like, who are on this spiritual path, they like to think that they just got up this way and was like all right now i'm just like wearing a bunch of crystals and i'm meditating and levitating and all this stuff and it's like no it actually took a lot of studying yes a lot of prayer and fasting and a lot of research in in isolation and solitude to get where i am right now that is so powerful so i want to go back to something you said about um there's a reason why um, questioning is shunned. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that questioning uh, or not questioning or told, being told not to question is a man thing or a Bible thing? It's a man thing. Oh, I so love it. We're supposed to seek. I so love Jubilee. And that's because the word never tells us not to question. Exactly. Seek. And you not. Come on, come on. You got another word. And so oftentimes I believe that that's why the word tells us to study yourself, Mm -hmm. not just listen to what someone's telling you. And so a lot of times in the church world, Mm -hmm. um, people will just tell you, do what I do what I say. I'm the visionary of the house. Do what I say. But God will give you a whole new vision. He will give you a vision for you, and you have to get on the path that is designated for you. And I believe this is that oftentimes I think what man does is limit a limitless God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we want to go there? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, obviously in John, it talks about how Jesus says, I am the way, the mm-hmm. truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but through me, right? So it's like, it's very interesting because although that is a path for people to reach God, I will never deny that because that is how I connected with the Most High, the creator of all things, the source. You know what I'm saying? Yes. At the same time, I feel like sometimes people can be limited in their mind to think that God is only reached that way because I've studied and been uh, devoted to three different doctrines. Okay. Okay. Yes. In my questioning, I was devoted to three different doctrines and I called the most high different things. Okay. 
And God still answered me every every single, single time. time. Wow! So it's like, how, who am I to judge and point at somebody who is finding God in Buddhism yep. or Taoism? Yep. And they're connecting with God. They're having healing experiences. Why should I then limit the Most High, the Creator of all things, right? The the infinite source of all things. And not think that there's infinite paths to get to that same one God, that one creator. So that's just, you know, that took a lot of deconstruction, honestly, for me to get to that thought pattern. But, uh, yeah, why are we limiting God? I, I, I say it all the time that we serve a limitless God. And the only limits that he has is the ones we put on him. Mm-hmm. And we put them on him all the time because, you know, word tells us. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. He's so broad and so massive that there's not just one thing that makes him him. It's a lot of different things. And so I love the example that you gave about Buddhism or Muslims or Harry or Krishna's or whoever. Do you think that calling God a him is limiting even? Absolutely. Yeah. Because the word because <laughs> the word says at the beginning, uh-huh. it wasn't just him. Okay, yes. It was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, you know, you, uh-huh. you're talking to a researcher here. Uh-huh. I, I know, no, uh, I know. <laughs> I, I'm here. I, I I'm here with it. And so when we talk about, like, I hear, I, I remember I was I was talking to somebody. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, so in the movie Best Man, the new one, the new Best Man, oh, the a, final chapter. Okay. There's a final chapter. It's, it's episodic, so it's episodes. It's eight episodes. It's on Peacock. Uh, I just gave them a plug. But anyway, in the movie, in the show, there was a, a spirit, a, a woman. She was a spiritualist and she was had sage and she was saging the people. You know, it's just, let me sage you before. And so I remember sitting there at the I went to the premiere and someone says, oh, that's the devil. And I just went, <laughs> what makes what makes mm-hmm. that the devil? Uh huh. And just because that's not your belief system, uh-huh. which you are entitled to your belief system. Yes. But if you're entitled to your belief system, you have to be open to someone else being entitled to theirs. Because mm. I can't stuff my values down someone else's throat. Right. And so I just went, no, that's no, Sage ain't. I said, but OK, so now you got a problem with Sage, but do you have a problem with Basil, uh, no, <laughs> or or Franken, or myrrh, right, or right, right. you know all the things that is in Scripture that are incense. Mm-hmm. So if incense is in the Bible, mm-hmm. why is it just that incense? That because that's the only one that you are exposed to. People are afraid of what they yeah. don't know, yeah, and true. and even if they were to just take. 20 seconds to look up the properties of sage and the benefits of sage for your health. Yes. For your mental clarity. It actually transmutes the molecules in the air from negative ions to positive ions. This is science now. Even if you don't want to. Even if you don't want to do spirit. If you don't go deep, just do science. It helps clear this space, you know? So... You know, we we there's we exist in different realms. We have the physical realm and we have the spiritual realm. So everything that we do is connected to the other. So something like sage, if you just want to use it in the physical, it's still going to have um, some type of positive effect in the spiritual or the mental or the emotional, whatever you don't see. Let's say that. So, but see, that's just it. Most people say that they're faith walkers, but they're really not. They're sight walkers mm. because they're busy. 
attaching to what they see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what you see is always limited. Mm -hmm. it, it just is. It's just always limited. And so you have to be. I remember this is a crazy story, but true story. I was at church. I was at P.A. Brooks. P.A. Brooks was preaching mm -hmm. about faith. And it was so good. You know, the spirit was high and everybody was, yeah, people, you know how to get, they standing yes. up. Yes. Amen. Yes. And God said to me, okay, Sabrina, I want you to stop listening to him and I want you to pay attention to me. I want to make sure that you get this thing about faith. Mm -hmm. And he had to give it to me the way I could get it. And so he said, think about the last time you got something you really, really wanted. And at that time, I wanted this radio um, show spot in D.C. So I flew to D.C. every week Oh wow! to do this show wow. years ago. Mm -hmm. But when they called me and told me that they wanted me to do the show and I had the spot, when I got off the phone, I was in my mother's basement and I just started running around in a circle, just running around all excited. He said, that feeling right there is how I want you to behave and act before you ever see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so now I get it. Yes. But he had to get it to me the way I could get it. Mm -hmm. And it was almost he did like a station identification break. He's <laughs> like, okay, stop, all, stop with all that. That's cool. But I need you to get it the way I need you to get it. And I think that your path is you getting it the way you had to oh, get it. I didn't it. even tell you how I got here. Yeah, get, get, yeah. You said, tell us. Yeah, so it is an initiation because you use that word. And that's that's actually very accurate to my path. So, uh, first of all, before I got here, I was very on fire, okay, to preach the gospel, like literally traveling, like taking mission trips, like spreading the gospel, um, and and so like I'm very serious about this, <laughs> okay. Um, and then I I got injured. I w it was a week before lacrosse tryouts in college. I played lacrosse in college. And I dropped a 10-pound weight on my toe, fractured it. I couldn't run. So that was God telling me to slow down. When I finally slowed down, <laughs> that's when my spiritual gifts <laughs> started to expand. People, I, even though I couldn't really walk around campus, people would come to my room and I would like to see visions about their life and I would just tell them about it, right? But in that same moment, that actually started something called a spiritual awakening, which is when something traumatic can, can sometimes happen and it sparks you on a, a different, like, um, I don't, I don't want to say it's a different path, but it's like a different way of walking that Trajectory. Path. Right? It's just a trajectory. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and so I always kept God at the forefront. I was like, all right, God, <laughs> you have to be the one to show me these things because I didn't I didn't even talk to like my dad or the other chaplains that are at the school about the things that I was going through because I didn't even go on YouTube. I was fasting from like the Internet because I, I really just wanted to zone in into the secret place and figure out what is true to what I'm seeing what God wants to show me. So senior, junior year, excuse me, um, I started to <laughs> question more so of like the identity of the Israelites in the Bible. So a lot of people don't know that in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 15, um, they're all blessings of what would happen to God's people if they obeyed his law, mm -hmm. right? However, right in verse 16 all the way to to verse 68 it has the list of curses that would come upon the children of god the god of israel uh if they did not obey or keep his law and so then when i start to read it i'm like wait a second 
all these curses about, you know, the father won't be in the home. He Uh-oh. won't be uh, at the bottom of society and in impoverished uh-huh. homes. Um, you would like you would uh, be on a land and people would steal that land and hmm. you'd be put on ships and transported. And I was just like, what? That sounds just like that sounds so familiar. That sounds familiar. That sounds very familiar. So my brother, Brandon T. Jackson, he had called me. He's like, Jubilee, what if I told you that, like, we actually are the people of the Bible and we're we're the children of Israel? And I was like, huh? Like, you got to talk to me and I have to do my research. Right. I am never one to just go and run with something. Absolutely not. Like, I take my faith very seriously. So I'm not about to just, you know what I'm saying? So when I actually did the studying, it started to make a little bit of sense. And that's when I began to identify as a Hebrew Israelite. And I was speaking all of that online. Like, you can, there's a secret YouTube, well, it's not a secret YouTube channel. I have an old YouTube channel of me deconstructing and questioning okay. the things that I had with the Bible. And and it's still out there if people want to see the journey. Because, again, this did not happen overnight. And I think that that's with anything. I think when we see people uh, who are celebrities or who are on TV or who uh, are in movies or they're winning awards and we think that, wow, that just happened. No, no, no. It didn't just happen. It's a process. It's a process and a journey that all of us have to be on. Everyone is on a different journey Mm -hmm. and a different path. And so one of the things that I like is that you took the time to research and read and to study for yourself. You have to study it for yourself because once you get it for you, no one, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Like, I don't, I don't really care what other people think because mm-hmm. I know what I know. I, oh, well. Right. I, so, you know, I have all kind of little examples. But I remember <laughs> when I used to do a radio show, I used to do a radio show from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. And it was called Sizzling Talk. So I talked about grown people stuff. And so one particular show was entitled All About Porn. Mm. And a friend of mine who was a bishop called me the next day and said, I I heard your show last night. And I said, I'm so glad. And he says, but something you said troubled me. And I says, okay, what? He said, you said that you recommend porn to couples. Yes, I do. (laughs) I do. And he said, well, aren't you concerned about the portals? I say everything is not demonic. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything is not demonic. There are, you know, if you understand and you research, you know that the number one way for people to learn something is by modeling. That's the number one way. There are other ways, Mm -hmm. but there's a pyramid. And so at the top of the pyramid is modeling. And so sometimes you got to see it. To emulate it, mm-hmm. to be able to do it. So now, you know, a lot of people who uh, have not been active and, you know, they get married and they actually were really virgins and they don't know what they're doing. And then they're not happy because they don't know what they're doing. They may need some assistance. Mm-hmm. They may need to look at something. And that is well within their their marital whatever. But I, so I so I didn't care that he had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I know the effects that I've had with couples that I've worked with. And so I'm going to continue to do what I do the way that I do it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, we want to uh, make sure that they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a part that I didn't 
share about like because there, there's a little bit more that I would like to talk Go about ahead. with the, the, the deconstructing. Yes, just because like after the Hebrew Israelite movement, uh, I didn't stop there. Okay, <laughs> where'd you go? Where'd you go next? I so somebody had came to me and they talked to me about how like you know like they just were casually saying this um it was actually one of my nieces not the one that you know Uh that's in the studio (laughs) but there is a i have another niece (laughs) and she was just like you know like i i really do resonate with the hebrew israelite movement but i also did some research and i and i see that like the bible actually uh is just like repeated stories that actually come from earlier civilizations of the ancients and were just repeated with different names of figures. And I was like, "Mm, I have to look at this myself (laughs) because how are you going to tell me that that's that that's the case so yeah when i did do the research and i started to look at the emerald tablets and the epic of gilgamesh and how they're all like the the yeah, it's just different ages before the yep. bible was even written the same yes. exact story same exact story. before moses there was mises before yep. mises there was manu it's always the lawgiver so um and, and even with the story of jesus so i just really went forth and and start to realize that god is actually bigger than what I thought. <laughs> Ooh, come on. I, I thought God was big when I was in Christianity, but it's he, he like God is infinite. Is big. Okay. Yes. So so yeah. Um and then just skip forward a little bit because a, a lot more happened <laughs> between that just that studying and that seeking. Um I went to Howard University for okay. grad school. I was in their MSW program actually and then I, to be a therapist and I looked around and I just saw that everybody who was studying to be a therapist needed a therapist and I'm like wait a second <laughs> I do not feel happy here I don't okay. feel happy studying this and I need to work on myself so uh in that moment um I actually was dealing with depression okay because you know when when I say dealing with depression I never say I, I identify as Depressed. something that I deal mm-hmm. with you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying So when I was dealing with depression, (sighs) mushrooms actually came into my life. Okay. Yep. Not the kind you cook with. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The psychotropic kind. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. The psychedelic. The medicinal. Yeah. Yeah. I know people that are really, really into the mushroom thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And And it's because of their, it keeps their mood, you know, stabilized. Mm -hmm. I'm on mushrooms right now. Okay. Right this moment. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep, so I'm acridose actually because uh so a little bit about mushrooms they actually create it's they stimulate neurogenesis. So they actually create new neural forms of cells in your brain, neural new neural connections. So if someone like myself who has been through a lot of trauma, uh whether that be emotional, you know, spiritual, physical, they're able to have their brain be rewired in a positive way through the mushrooms. So underground right now there's an underground network called mycelium that looks like a bunch of, it looks like your 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 nervous system actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it also looks like the galaxies. Okay. It's all connected and intertwined. And underground, so these these mushrooms, this network has been surviving for five point thirteen billion years. Wow. And with that, 
they're able to communicate and send messages throughout all of human history to one another. And so when you take the mushrooms, you actually are able to create new neural connections. It helps with depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and even physical pain. So when mushrooms came into my life, it actually saved my life. Honestly, I was debilitated by um, some trauma that was stuck in my body. So like people, a lot of people don't know this. You can look this up. There's something called psychosomatic illness. Yes. Psycho, the psyche, the mind, the soul can then for, you know, like if it goes through some type of trauma, like say if you were emotionally abused. Mm hmm. That in your psyche, that trauma in your psyche can then manifest in the soma, which is Latin for body. Body. So it can manifest it as physical pains. And Mm -hmm. that was exactly what was happening to me in college. I was so stressed out going through all this questioning at a Christian college and people were threatening me, literally threatening my life. Like I was getting DMs of threats uh, because I was sharing what I was learning about about the Bible that they didn't like. And I shut down and I was, I was so like debilitated that it was hard for me to get out of bed. Mm. I couldn't even take my senior finals on time. Wow. I had to go to the hospital and they couldn't find the thing wrong with you. Right, physically. Cause it was stress. Mm-hmm. Cause it was stress. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how I learned, you know, mushrooms have helped me release so much trauma dealing with the church and I'm able to like be myself and be present and be here. So I thank the creator for creating these natural medicines that are so controversial because of the government. But it, we Uh-oh. don't want to get there. Uh-huh. Yes, we do. Because I want to go to Let's what, get it. what does it mean for you when you say that you are a societal disruptor? <laughs> what does that mean for you? I'm a societal disruptor because... I I follow natural law by the most high and even sometimes that disrupts people who are in the religious realm and it also disrupts the governmental laws that we feel like we have to follow here. Uh, I just go based on what my intuition is. Your intuition, you know, God dwells within, Mm -hmm. right? So God who dwells within you is always speaking. And I follow that voice, and somehow it just looks like I'm disrupting society by living my truth. And so I'm I'm not here to like, you know, start a war. <laughs> Even though they're we're already in a war, you know, we don't fight against flesh and blood, flesh and blood, no. but against principality. Right. That is. But so yeah. I know that you. So you left school. Yep. And disruptive. Uh, disruptive. Right that, there. Right. Right. Like I sent you to school and now you left, left school. And then you started to get on this path of spiritual awakening and learning about the different things about the spirit. So it's crystals and like you say, mushrooms and astrology. All these are natural things created by God, but yet so controversial for people. So tell us about astrology from your lens. Okay. So astrology you know, again, it's just the study of the astral realm of the stars, which I think is really cool because there's a there's a hermetic principle, which was it's coined by Hermes, but it actually goes back to Egypt by Thoth. Thoth talks about um, as above, so below. And this this 
concept is actually reiterated in every religious text. In the Bible, it's it's on earth as it is in, in heaven, heaven, right? Mm-hmm. In the Lord's mm-hmm. Prayer in Matthew, it's all about whatever is in the the sky or whatever is happening above in the mic the macrocosm is exactly a reflection of what's happening in, in the, the microcosm mm-hmm. or yourself, mm-hmm. right? As above, so below. So when it comes to the stars which is above, right? They're above. Um, It's just a way to learn about ourselves because science actually says that we are creative. We have stardust, excuse me. We are made of stardust. And so it makes sense that when you look at astrology, like I'm a Sagittarius. My the sun was in Sagittarius when I was born. What does that mean? That means that I'm a truth seeker. I'm someone who likes to have fun. I'm a teacher. I like to travel. Uh, I can be a little bit. Well, no, I can be very straightforward, and that can come off as rude. But these are just characteristics that we can learn about ourselves, which helps us learn more about God, the Creator, because all that's reflected in the stars. Exactly. So, you know. They so used like, astrology you, to find Jesus too. They did. Did you? Yes, they did. It was the stars. They were looking at the star. They were following the star. I'm just saying. And so my question is, do you like read your horoscope every day? Absolutely not. Okay. No judgment to anybody <laughs> who does that. First of all, I just I'm literally live my life spirit led. So when I get up, I don't have a plan for the day. I sit in meditation and I get that plan downloaded into my consciousness by the most high. And then I flow as such. I don't I don't care about what some other human typed up about what I really don't spend my time doing that. But sometimes it doesn't mean it's not accurate, though. Ooh, I, I, yes. Right. Ooh, sometimes I talk read. about it. I have read a horoscope on me and I went, that, that, was they in my house? Did they know that this is what I'm dealing with? But to me, that's the same thing as like if I'm in church and the, mm-hmm. and the minister is speaking and then as he's speaking, I'm like, was he in my house? <laughs> this is what I'm dealing with. Right. It's funny, my son, yes, yesterday, he's in Durham, North Carolina right now. And he went to church and he called me after church. He said, the pastor walked right up into my house today he what he was talking about was what i am dealing with right now i cannot believe it and that's so cool so some you know i just believe that god Mm -hmm. is always sending us messages yes from all these various sources how do we deal with them so okay i'm gonna ask a controversial question let's go because i I love it because i like to so you know we talk about how there's different realms and so once a person crosses over and mm-hmm. they're in the ancestral realm, uh-huh. you know, because the church says, you, 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 knew, you knew it was coming. Yes. Come on. And so what do you think about that when people say that they uh, can have conversations with the ancestors that's gone on? Yep. My ancestors uh, are very present. Mine too. They're our family, first of all. Okay, we were made to fear everything that is an indigenous practice, first yes. of all, because we were colonized yes. and converted to believe in something else. So, But before the Bible, which is an amazing book, before this roadmap, right, this Bible was given to us, we were already connecting with the Most High in a completely different, different way. way. But it's, I mean, it's not that different, though, if you really want to get into it. But as far as ancestors go, these are our family members, okay? If you have a grandma and you love her and you're with her, you know, in the 
physical realm and then she passes away the next day and now you just forget about her you forget about her life you don't honor her life you don't talk about her or talk to her like it it doesn't mean that you have to talk to your ancestors but the bible does talk about in leviticus 19 26 that you know you shouldn't uh, do something called necromancy which is you know um, inquiring or speaking or communicating to the dead but what is dead when we really don't Really die because we're all energy. Yes. Energy just transmutes and transforms. It cannot be created nor destroyed. It just is, right? I am that I am. Mm-hmm. It's all one. It, it, we don't die for real, for real. But what what was happening when I was reading the scripture and I'm like, wait, but like I my ancestors are very present and they're good and they help. You know what I'm saying? They're angels to me. Mm-hmm. And um, when I when I talked to my dad. Um, I have to just breathe for a second. I had a conversation with my dad recently um, because his, the, the spirit of his mother actually visited me when I was uh, trying to go to sleep. And she was very gentle, but she had a good message for my dad. It was very loving. And when I told him, he just like was not okay about it um, because he was just like, no, 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 it's not familiar spirits, blah, blah, blah. The, that's nac- I was like, yeah, it's necromancy. I know exactly where it says it in the Bible. And, uh, and at the same time, in the same book of Leviticus, it also says not to eat shrimp, crab, lobster, or pork. So what are we going to choose of what God actually is saying now? You know what I'm saying? Because they don't have a problem sh- shrimping it up. Right, like eat what you want, but I'm saying eat what you want. You're going to tell me to, you know, and it's your family, so... Yeah. Well, you know, I am I am one who I always say this. Once you're exposed to something and it is your experience, no one can take that experience from you. And so I never seek outside validation for what God has put in. Yes. Amen. And so I don't if someone doesn't agree or they don't like it, that had nothing to do with what my experience was. And so one of the things that I share often is about when my mother passed that I, I stopped just going, oh, my God, I lost my mom. I lost my mom. I'm so sad that I lost my mom. I says, no, I'm going to make the decision to celebrate the fact that I ever had her in yes. the first place. So I intentionally do things to celebrate her. Yes. And so because I do things to celebrate her, I do have an ancestral altar. I do. And I put things on the altar that celebrate her, things that she liked. And so I had to learn about that. And so it just keeps, I have a calm and a peace in my house yes. that is just amazing. And I do, I have, I have uh, lavender mm-hmm. crystals. Mm-hmm. Mm, they're so nice. <laughs> the amethyst. Amethyst, yes. yes. I have one that's a big, it's a big one. It's a big heart. Oh, that's beautiful. It was very expensive. But I love it. When I saw it, I went, oh. I, oh, I got to have that. Mm-hmm. And so my friend, who is an astrologer, and he does my chart every mm-hmm. year. Cool. And so, um, and then he's really into numerology. So every day I have yes. a number. Yes. And so he did my numbers for the whole year. So every day I know what number I am in. It's just That's important to know. It's, it's, it, it, yes, because it helps you. Yes. It helps you with the positive and the negative. And so sometimes if I'm <laughs> in a negative space, like one day I was, at, uh, my number was a nine. And the negativity for that day was about, it was like being petty. Mm. 
And I had just had an issue at a restaurant that the people didn't do something that I wanted them to do. And so I said, well, I'm not eating here and I'm leaving. And, and then I thought about it. I said, was, well, Sabrina, really, that was a little petty. And it was. It was a little petty. And so I have to always check myself before I wreck myself. Because mm-hmm. I have a way that I want to be, a way that I want God to show up through me. And petty ain't it. No. And so that was good. But it's okay. You're also human. Just, of course. I don't beat know. up on myself. Yeah. Okay. But I do. I, I didn't think that. Oh, yeah. I really. I, Just for the audience. Like, you're also human. That's that's. Yeah. You have like. to be able to forgive yourself. Because mm-hmm. too often we spend time um, figuring out ways to forgive other people. But sometimes we have to forgive ourselves because we don't get it right all the time. We don't. We don't. We mess up. I do. I mess up. But. It's you know, scripture says that all things are working together yeah, for, for my the good. good. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. He didn't say just exactly. the good things; mm-hmm. he said all things, mm-hmm. and so he uses everything. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let, let me ask you about this music thing you got going. Okay. Ah, music. What got you into music? Have you always been into music? Absolutely. Okay. I grew up with a piano in the home. And I would come home from school before I even did my homework. Because, you know, homework is just like, eh, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I'll get good grades. But I want to do what I love. Mm-hmm. So I would sit down at the piano and I would just teach myself how to play. Uh, my mom did try to put me in piano lessons, but that did not go well. <laughs> because, <laughs> the, oh, bless her heart, the, the, the young woman who tried to teach me piano I would just like honestly do my own thing. So she would try to teach me how to read and I had homework to play. And then we would come back next week. She's like, okay, let's hear the song that we assigned. And I'm like, okay. And it would be something. And I'd be like, uh, I don't know how to read this. But you want to hear the song I made? And then I would just play. (laughs) You know who it reminds me of? Did you ever see the movie Rocket Man by uh, about uh, Elton John? That's how Elton John was. Oh, when Elton John had an uh, he had a, um, a audition mm-hmm. for this music school, mm-hmm. and when he went, the lady says, "Well, where's your music?" He says, "I don't have any." But when he got there, she was playing something very complex, and um, he she said, "You don't have anything." She said, "Well, sit down and start playing," and he played exactly mm. what she had just played. Mm-hmm. And then he stopped, and he and she says, "Well, why did you stop?" And he said, "Cause that's when you stopped." Wow. When I say that thing was so good, because <laughs> he could just hear it and immediately do it. Mm-hmm. And so people really don't give themselves credit mm-hmm. for the gift that's just within you, because what's in you, nobody else can do, and right. nobody else can even explain. Okay, thank you for saying this. And even the self-forgiveness, this is all tied in one. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be on this podcast, by the way. Thank you. Um, I took a break from playing music, actually, from composing. Okay. And, you know, because I I played six instruments. Oh. And I paused because I wanted to figure out music theory. I wanted to know exactly how did I play the things that I could play. Uh And when I tried to explain it. That's when I kind of paused my gift. Right. I stif- I got in my own you way. You got in your because own way. Why do you need to explain the unexplainable? Woo! Why does it matter if I know if I know how to play a nine chord and a seven chord and I can make a whole movie score in a week and Woo! on my own without knowing anything? 
that's trusting God right uh-huh. there. That's the God that's within you. That's right a there. that's a Twinkie Clock moment. Who is that? Twinkie Clock was <laughs> the was the uh, one of the Clark sisters who wrote. I'm looking for a miracle. Mm. You oh, brought okay. the sunshine. And when she did all of that, she just sat and did it. Mm. And it didn't make no sense. And so like her mother, Maddie Moss Clark, who was this big musical genius, said, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, what she did transformed and transfigured the world. Mm. They were playing their music at Studio 54. Mm. Wow. They were playing it at the, they was, they had turned it into the, you know, the house music version of it. And they danced and they invited the Clark sisters to come and perform at Studio 54. And they was like, we, we can't go to Studio 54. We, we, we Christians. But sometimes. That's where you're supposed to be then. That's where you're supposed to go. You're supposed to go where people who haven't been exposed Mm -hmm. can get exposed. And you say it in a way that they can get it because then you can transform and transfigure. So, yes, your gift doesn't need to be explained. Because in order. Oh, this is so good. Sometimes there's things that have never been done. Mm. And they come through people because God uses people to bless us and bless the world. There's things that's never been done, but it's inside of a person and the, um, the person has to deliver it. Mm-hmm. You, you, we get all in our own way because I don't, I don't know if mm-hmm. this, this matches that or this is like that. The person that created that scale that you just talked about, they, it, at one point it wasn't a scale. Mm-hmm. They created it. So now there may be a whole new scale coming from you. Do you. Exactly. Boo. <laughs> Do you, boo. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I was beating myself up, too, as of uh, until recently. Ooh, this is good. I was, like, so sad. Like, uh, like I don't know if I want to really um, create music with my you know just like for my instruments if i don't know how to do this i was comparing myself honestly Comparison. that is not okay no and, it's not. and and so now i i realize with me being a channel i am a just a channel for spirit there is no way that if you if you listen to some of the movie scores that i've created that i've not shared like you you would know that i channeled those songs from a higher place my favorite, like one of the things that I talk about is like, if you had an opportunity to talk to somebody who's no longer with us mm-hmm. from history, who would it be? Hmm. I was going to say Moses, but. Uh, Moses yeah. is a good one. But uh, Moses is a good, a good there's conversation. It's the same story repeated. It doesn't mean that he didn't exist. Right. But right. Like, right. Also, it's the same right. story. Um, and it's allegorical as well. So I think that I would want to talk to. I love it. I don't know. You don't know? No. Uh, mine is. What about you? Harriet Tubman. You know that she apparently is fictional too. If you go look at uh, the historian Dane Calloway, he has research on that. But that doesn't mean that you can't answer the question. I I, well, let me know. say this: the, when I study, because I love Harriet Tubman, powerful. I love it. And so, when one, this is two things about her that I absolutely love. One is that she didn't allow what people around her said to stop her mm. from doing. What God put in her, her to mission. do. Two, 
she was a spiritualist and an herbalist. So she created concoctions. So one of the concoctions that she created was she created little poisons and put along the trail to kill the dogs. She also created concoctions that she gave to the babies so they wouldn't cry as they were moving. And then the other thing that she did, this is really why she's my shero. When she retired and stopped going to save the people, she got remarried. And he was 22 years younger than her. Uh-oh. Yes, okay. honey. Yes. <laughs> Cougar at his best. <laughs> do you relate? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh-huh. I do. I do. I do. Uh-huh. I like I like that. I love that. I love that fact. I'm like, I love that fact. And then she had a, a with him an adopted daughter because she didn't have any birth children. So yes, I love all that. Oh, I'm I'm there beautiful. for all of that. Yeah. Yes. That's so I would so love cool. I would love to be able to talk to her. So I have a question for you. Sure. Is that cool? That's I, absolutely. Okay. So you seem very eccentric. I and, am. And future forward. And I feel like you also could be a societal disruptor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How did you even like, because you, if someone were like a very, very, you know, strict Christian that didn't question anything and they hear that, you know, you talk about um, porn, like the use of it um, as a tool, right? As well as like and astrology. <laughs> tool and that. pleasure. Okay. <laughs> astrology, crystals, and even like having an ancestor altar. Like, how was that? Like, did you experience any pushback or I guess fear breaking past those limits? Um, what would you say? I would say absolutely. <laughs> First would be my grandmother. I remember I used to be a part of a group years ago when I was just out of grad school called Power Base. And it was all these, it was like a think tank for incredible, talented, smart black men and women. And we would come together weekly and we would just pick a topic and we would talk about it and we would do things together. And so one of the people that was in our group was a Muslim. And so one of the times we had the meeting at my house and my grandmother, when they left, she went, now, why did you have that Muslim? <laughs> now, you're going to have to leave them off because that was her word. Leave them off, like leave them alone because they going to brainwash you. I say, now, nah, let me tell you something. There are many things that can happen to me, but brainwashing ain't one. And so I I got a lot of pushback from my family. Even today, I still do. People don't necessarily agree with the way that I do what I do or say what I say. But I am so comfortable with who I am. I know that God uses me the way that he does. And I know that. I know that it's God. So I don't, you know, who don't like it? Okay, that's your issue. And then I understand that people are doing what's inside of them, not what's inside of me. And so I don't have to even get mad at you for doing you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to allow you to make me feel bad about doing me. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Something that you said about just like you're you're doing what is inside of you. Yes. Right. Uh And and so something about mushrooms that I learned. First of all, it's not a drug. It's called entheogens. The word E-N-T-H-E-O-G-E-N-S, entheogens. You can look this up. So the prefix of E-N means within mm-hmm. or inside. Mm-hmm. Theo meaning God, mm-hmm. right? So things like cannabis uh, and mushrooms help you realize that God is within. 
And so with that being said, I do believe that we're all God living these human experiences just like Jesus in this in this earthly realm. Mm -hmm. And we are all different expressions of the same God. Yes. So even twins, they have different. Come on. Yes, they do. They have different things. And if you even look in nature, everything has a seed and that seed possesses the greatest potential of all things. Right. The C is also shaped as a zero, which in math, you know, it's not a negative or a positive integer. Mm -hmm. It is all right. It is the infinite. So when we as seeds are here coming from heaven, planted on earth, seeded on earth, everything that is meant for our life, the roadmap is already within us. All we have to do is trust and watch it unfold. But it's not going to look the same. It doesn't matter if you're twins or related or you're friends with people. Do not conform to the patterns please, of the world. Please stop. Please stop comparing yourself to other people. Right? Please stop Do that. not conform to the patterns yes. of this world. Please stop doing that. Just, just to stop doing that. Stop being the same. The other thing is that sometimes we don't even recognize, because when you said this, this is so true, that God is so big. He's so massive. And the more you learn, he, she... Right. Just let me do that. It, whatever. Um, It's so massive that think about the fact that each and every person on the planet has a different fingerprint. Mm -hmm. Did you know that every single person on the planet has a different lip print? Mm -hmm. Your lip print is different from every other person on the planet. That is so amazing to me. So there are so many things about us that are unique that we don't even I I think that one of the things that society has done that makes you think that in order for something to be good, Mm. it has to be hard. Mm. Oh, I needed to hear that. (laughs) If it's good, then it has to be difficult. If it's good, it has to take a lot of work. However, Mm. because we're unique, the thing that makes us us ain't hard. The thing that makes us who we are is not hard. That is your unique gift to the world. That should not be hard. And so oftentimes we don't value the gift that is us. So I I have a girlfriend. She is an amazing baker. Oh, my God. Because I love baked goods, by the way. I love a baked good. And so she would bake cakes. And I would use them for parties, and people would just go crazy over them. And she would go, oh, girl, you can make that. I said, let me tell you something. You could stand right next to me and tell me everything to do. My cake isn't going to come out like your cake because it's not my gift. Mm-hmm. It's just not my gift. And so I don't try to do what's not my gift. Right. You have to discover what your gift is. And astrology and numerology help Help you that. to do that. Then once you discover it, spend time developing it. Whatever that is for you to develop it, then you got to get busy delivering it. So get them scores done, girl. Yes, keep, I'm working keep, on it. I'm, keep going. I'm fin- I'm, uh, I've been writing a movie since 2020, and uh, I took a break, but... I am being called back to it because I have to trust. I have to trust in the flow. I have to trust in the gifts that I've been given. I have to trust in the message that I'm here to share in different ways. And so I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just do it. And it and it's funny because, like, the movie always comes up when I'm practicing breath work. Uh, do you know anything about breath work? Of course I do. Oh, tell me what you know. What? Or do you want me to say what? a little bit? 
Well, the first thing is that most of us don't even breathe properly anyway. Yes. That's the first thing. We don't breathe properly and we don't deep breathe. Deep breathing moves energy. Mm -hmm. And when you're moving the energy, it opens you up for new opportunities, for new thoughts, for new creativity. And when you do that, every day you really should sit Mm -hmm. and just do some deep breathing. Because deep breathing moves that negative energy because we all have it sometimes, you know, the anxiety that may happen. You know, there's a study that was done by the World Health Organization that says since the pandemic, there's been a tsunami of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. One of them is that there's 76 additional new diagnoses for anxiety. (laughs) If we just, oh, yeah, 76 million. And I believe that number is low because most people, especially people that look like us, don't even go and get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And they they yeah. having the issues. Yeah, they fabricate them. Yeah, they're they, they not dealing with them. But that breathing mm-hmm. is to help you move. It helps to clear your chakras. You're on to something, Dr. Sabrina. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are a brainiac like myself. I am. Because I love having conversations like these. And you were talking about moving the energy yes. right, with your breath. So I want to connect this to Christ consciousness, actually. So we have 33 vertebrae Mm -hmm. in our spine and Jesus, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. was 33 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when he ascended Mm -hmm. 33. And there is actually a fluid that is created by our brain. Um, So you have the pituitary gland and the pineal gland. The pineal gland creates a substance that's more like a a golden type substance, like an oil. And then you have the uh, pituitary gland creating this like milky type Substance, you know, the land of milk and honey. Mm-hmm. If you want to go there, but, brain. Okay. <laughs> and so this this fluid called cerebral spinal fluid, or some people might hear it as kundalini energy, or you might also hear it as spirit, which is like um, in Hebrew, it's ruach, so the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, or chi, you know, like tai chi, tai chi. or chi gong. It's all breath it's life force it's spirit it is you it is your breath it's your connection to god so when we breathe in a certain pattern we actually send the cerebral spinal fluid it drops from our medulla down to our sacral chakra or the sacrum and from that if you do specific type of breathing you are able to recycle that life force energy within your body it and it climbs up and ascends through you know to the spine in the Christ chasm or the clausum, which is uh, also the story of like Santa Claus, it's all metaphorical coming down the chimney. But if you once you know how to bring that up to, back to your your brain, you are able to not only have longevity. Yes, I'm talking about longer life. You also can de- decrease depression, anxiety, release pain and also get better sleep. Let me say this about the sleep. <laughs> For those of us who believe that sleeping is overrated. Sleeping is necessary because when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. those chemicals, they, there's a purpose for them when you're sleeping. And if you don't get the, enough sleep, the thing that the chemical is supposed to do doesn't get done. Mm. And instead of helping, it will begin to attack. And so you and so there's been studies that have been done about dementia mm-hmm. and that people who didn't sleep, did not rest are more likely to have those type of issues with their brain. So we really do need to understand that it's all about the things that God put into place to make this thing we call a body, which is a machine that you didn't create, but you have to learn how to work with what you're working with. 
Dr. Sabrina, I just remembered something. Yes. I have a quick, quick testimony. Okay, go ahead. I actually was dealing with something called, well, y'all know what psoriasis is. Mm-hmm. It's incurable mm-hmm. autoimmune disease. I actually healed myself in a week and a half through breath work. Through breath work. Mm-hmm. And also confessing that I am healed. Yes, words have power. Exactly. That's why we're Speak speaking life. life. We're speaking life. What are you speaking? What are you saying? I love Jubilee. I love you too. I love Jubilee. I love your courage. Thank you. Because it takes courage to step out and just be you. And a lot of times people don't accept us. And so that's why we we uh, stifle what is us. I remember with the first time with your dad mm-hmm. that he gave me my first contract to do a TV show on his network. And I never did it. And I never did it because I said I didn't want to be fat on TV. Mm-hmm. Until a bishop friend of mine said, uh, sweetheart, God knew the package you were in when he opened the door of opportunity. There's somebody at home that needs to see you in that package. Yes. So You're beautiful. You wife. see me on TV every week because I love the packaging now. I'm just saying. I want to thank you, Jubilee. How do people find you? Thank you. You can find me at underscore year of Jubilee underscore on Instagram. I'm on TikTok now. Uh, and yes, all of that is all the all the things that I do. It's available in a link in my bio and Instagram. I have music coming out soon, poetry, as well as I do healing retreats to help heal deep rooted trauma. So check me out. I love to connect with you. Thank woo, you, Dr. Sabrina. Woo, woo, woo. Well, you know what we do here? We're speaking life. And I want you to spend this week saying positive things to yourself about yourself. I'll see you next week. Take care. Yeah.